Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Everybody, we're back. It's Holly and Amy and Kristen. <laughs> we are back on Zoom because we are living in a crazy busy week. So we are doing this from two different locations, Raleigh and Wilmington. But we knew that we had to get this podcast out today because there was a really great quote we heard this week. And it really sort of summarized how, why we are passionate about the truth, why we are passionate about doing this podcast, even when our time is limited and our resources are limited to do it, but we are passionate about it because we believe the truth is important, but in the pursuit of truth, we are united. And that's where Kristen and Amy and I coming from across the political spectrum are very much united in pursuing and finding and digging up the truth. And we find that the truth is harder to find, but it's impossible to ultimately keep down, right? What was that quote, girls, that we read? And and it was from Kyle, uh, what's his name again? Kyle Warner. Yeah. He's a professional uh, mountain biker that actually was at Senator Johnson's. Let's talk about things getting censored and banned. Uh, (laughs) Right. Um, Senator Johnson had, uh, I think we talked about this on last podcast, um, uh, um, he had a whole panel of experts and those that were injured by the vaccines, and he actually invited, you know, the CEOs of like Pfizer, Moderna, uh, Johnson & Johnson, CDC, FDA, NIH, all of them to come, none of them showed up, didn't even bring a representative, and he still went through the whole thing. It was amazing. Everybody needs to listen to it. But you won't be able to listen to it on YouTube because it's banned. Okay? Yeah. That's awesome. But so Kyle but came Kyle, up with yeah, yeah. He, he was on a podcast with somebody, Aubrey Michaels, and he said it was Aubrey Michaels that used this analogy saying that the truth is like a beach ball trying to be submerged underwater. And the more, if you, if you think about how difficult that is, the more air you put into the beach ball, every every person who speaks the truth and stands up and gets gets the word out of what's going on um, puts more air into that ball. And the more air that's in the ball, the harder it is to be able to submerge under the water. And eventually it's just going to come to surface. And that's kind of what we're seeing across the board in all topics over the past couple of weeks. It's like, you know, you're not going to be able to keep this down much longer. If the narratives are crumbling, people are starting to realize and wake up to a lot of different truths and the beach ball is getting bigger and bigger. It's actually quite encouraging, right girls? Like we are seeing more and more people who were either apolitical or they felt they leaned really far, you know, one side or the other, waking up to the systems that are at play, the things that are unfolding, the people who are in control, how they are controlling the situation. I mean, Kristen, mm-hmm. you are you are personally facing this censorship right now. Like tell Again, everybody what's happening. Um, well, so just so y'all know, and hopefully everybody who knows who has been listening, I, I try really hard to only present facts, true facts and science, because I do, like we've said before, you can attack the person, but you can't attack the facts, okay? Well, I, I mean, it's hard not to feel personally attacked when I had somebody send me a message. First of all, I'm shadow banned, I guess, on Instagram right now where they can't, people can't tag me and where people are not seeing my posts or my stories, or it's very, very few. Okay. And, and it's really hard because it's, I have a love hate relationship with social media because that honestly is how we reach a lot more people. 
Okay. Um, and they're, they're stopping, they're suppressing that, but I, I keep fighting, but I got a message from a fellow nurse that I just connected with and she went to follow me and it says the notification she got was, are you sure you want to follow Kristen S. Ludwig? This account has repeatedly posted false information that was reviewed by independent fact checkers or went against our community guidelines. I want y'all to know the three things that they have, that they, as far as whoever, okay. Instagram, Facebook, whatever, whenever they send me a message. Um, it's been three things. It's like a three strikes you're out thing. One, right? one okay. was, yeah, something like that. So one was a Fauci, a video from Fauci. And I did not put any opinion. It was literally his quote that was in there. Okay, that's it. So I'm not sure what they were fact checking, but they need to fact check Fauci and not me. All right. Uh, truly, if they fact checking that, that was him. The next one was Dr. Pierre Corey, um, who was discussing a treatment that was working, that has been working with him with thousands of patients in his personal truth, okay? He's saving lives and talking about it in an, in an interview. They removed that, said it went against community guidelines. My favorite though, was last week on World Kindness Day, all right? I just want to throw up, you know, post out there. I said, look, World Kindness Day needs to be every day. That's all I was saying. And I threw some quotes out there. Go to freaking Pinterest, go to Google and say kindness quotes. All right. And I found some that I liked. One, what happened to be Mark Twain. If y'all want to go Google this Safari, DuckDuckGo, just put in kindness quotes, Mark Twain. Let me know what comes up. Guaranteed, that's the quote I posted. And guess what? They fact checked me. An independent fact checker from Australia fact checked me and said that there is no documented history of him saying that. Does any, I want to know if anybody is family with Mark Twain or if anybody knows, because how and the hell- Who cares? We're just trying to throw a kindness quote out there. We're just, good God almighty. Who, is this really detrimental information? Is this damaging? Does this, anybody- Maybe Mark Twain God. didn't say this however many years ago. I didn't who even cares? tag him. I didn't even tag him. I should have just screenshot it and take, taken his <laughs> name off, but I was trying to give him credit. Where credit is due. What? Oh you're, wrong. you're wrong for that. Well, listen, where's the fact checkers on Jen Psaki when she says there's no economic crisis and that economic advisors are not warning of an impending economic crisis? I mean, and didn't, Biden, didn't Biden say that the vaccines will keep everybody out of the hospitals? Um, oh, yes. Right. Where's the fact checking on that? Like, like, I'm not there's been so many that have needed to be fact checked uh, throughout the past couple of years. I'm going to go and uh. tell you. A kindness quote from Kristen Ludwig on Instagram is not one of them, okay? <laughs> and we, got, we got bigger things to worry about, all right? Oh my oh, gosh. It's insane to me that like, again, just hearing Jen Psaki, you know, in this press conference, literally say, I mean, even Obama's own economic advisor was like, this is bad. Like, like think, this is a 30 year... A 30, 30 year high on inflation. And she says, we're not in an economic crisis. I mean, we need to get, we need to pull the quote out. Girls, I don't know if we had that one. I don't think we did get that one today, but like, so you can hear it. We're not making this up. She literally says that. And with skyrocketing, skyrocketing gas prices, we're, we're having an issue with logistics and shipping. And I mean, my gosh, everybody's life is impacted right now by what's going on in the economy. And it is out of a direct response to the leadership, and I use that term loosely, of the current administration. And it is, it's unreal to me that she's gonna say there's not one. And yet, I mean, where is anyone fact checking her? When does denying it completely uh, make it better? Like when, <laughs> when in life do you deny the she's truth sick. and you just straight out lie and that makes the situation go away or makes it better? If Let's you ignore the, ignoring the truth, censoring it, you know, banning it. Way. Beach ball. Well, no, it doesn't well, make it go away. I mean, like, it's not gonna make you go away. So she said, like, uh, well, one of the headlines, it says, we are not in the middle of an historic, historic economic crisis right now. Sorry, it said, and historic, and that is wrong grammar. <laughs> but I, I see, I, I noticed that. We're I'm sorry. See, I'm back. Let me fact check this one. I think that you can with an H, girls, like, it's weird not, not with a huh, yeah. history <laughs> maybe we can say historic 
and historic. I don't know. Maybe the teachers are going back to correct me, but I really don't think, like, I don't know. And then she said, we are not in the center of a, see, a historical recession now. Saki claimed with a straight face. That's what somebody said. Yeah. That I mean, was what she said. What, what world, what country is she living in? What planet did she reside on? Who believes, who believes that? There are people out there that believe that because they listen to that and they're like, yep, she's right. I mean, how? Oh my gosh. They must not be filling their car up with gas. Right. Well, right. And this is the thing. Again, we, it is just hard to understand why two things, the so-called experts and people who are in charge continue to say stuff that you can obviously tell is not true. And yet there is no record. There's nothing that is happening to these people for straight up lying. When Biden lied, and we talked about this last week, when he said, you know, um, uh, about the border, you know, how he had said that the, they were not going to give the money to these immigrants. And he said, you know, that was garbage. It was a garbage report. And then turns around next week and says, oh yeah, we are. And then denies that he said that it just is, it's hard to imagine, but here's the problem. And I will blame the media all day long for so much of this, because there was once upon a time, the media was the gatekeepers of truth. They could hold people accountable for doing the right thing and telling the truth. If they didn't, they got reported. And then our culture sort of, you know, again, responded and held people in check. So there were these checks and balances in our culture that held the that held our government sort of in check for we the people. But that doesn't exist anymore. And now what we do, we try to punish people for just having an opinion that is counter to a narrative. Here's a prime example. Yeah. J.K. Rowling, who wrote Harry Potter, they are having a like a 20 year reunion that does not include her. Why would they not include the person that created the very stories that made all these people well-known actors, actresses, and wealthy, and very wealthy? Why would they leave them out? Well, because in June 2020, she went on Twitter to criticize an opinion piece that, get this, used the term people who menstruate instead of calling them women. Now, as a woman who menstruates, excuse me, TMI, but it is obviously the truth, and who has given birth. I'm offended (laughs) anyone would think that anyone outside of a woman, since I have to endure that every month. Yeah. I'm offended that you don't give me credit for it because I can guarantee you, I love men, but I'm going to tell you something. If they had to deal with this every month, they may not be so keen on calling themselves a woman. Right. And if they (laughs) want to say that, fine. So then if we want to say in retort that we're, we don't like that and we don't agree. And we think that people who menstruate should be called women. This is like, stupid. Okay, they can say people that you know you have people who can say people who menstruate and and we freely you can say that fine like nobody's canceling you nobody's doing anything but like but if you come back and say well actually that is a woman you're canceled. Um, have you yeah. ever like uninvited somebody just because you didn't agree with them about one subject? Can you imagine like I none mean, of us could hang out because well, nobody could be friends because who I mean, agrees on hundred percent of everything unless you're in an echo chamber and you're dumb and you've quit <laughs> thinking, right? Like, like you, that means you turned your brain off and you are you a follower. You have mm. stopped thinking. You have yes. stopped mm. thinking. And this mm. is the thing. She said, someone help me out. Woman, wimpened, woman. Like she was, you know, dancing around the word woman. What's the word we call those people? So then she continued with a thread discussing biological sex, because if we want to follow the science, the science leads to an XX or an XY chromosome, in case you didn't know. If sex isn't real, there's no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss discuss. Discuss, talk about free speech, their lives. What is wrong with what she said? I would love for someone to tell me without emotion, without some type of indoctrinated BS running through your head, where she's wrong. She's not, she's not. And I don't care. We can pretend to be politically correct all day long. There's some things that are just true, period, end of story. And she's not wrong. And what she said, she's not hating on trans people. She said, I know and love trans people. No one should hate on trans people or any people. 
This is crazy. I like the rest of her quote too, Holly. Are you going to read that? Oh yeah, where she said, where she said later, she clarified, she said, every trans person's rights to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable to them. And she said, and she went on to say, she would march if you were discriminated against on the basis of being trans. At the same time, my life has been shaped by being female. I do not, what she said, I do not believe it's hateful to say so. I mean, again, she didn't say anything wrong. Then they continue to call her transphobic. They say she should be canceled. And then she wrote a book called Troubled Blood where the male serial killer dressed as a woman. And then that was the end of it. Well, here's the thing. What was it that Christian, wasn't it Christian Walker that was like, did a video, but like just saying that she's been a self-proclaimed feminist, right? Is that what I understand? So here's the thing. Her views have not changed. Everybody has known her views this entire time for years and years and years. They know that's how she is. Yep. Her views have not changed. Everybody else's views have. Yep. Is that that what I'm hearing or is this incorrect? Um, No, no, nothing is. If she is feminist. Well, of course, then we learned that feminist is just anybody who believes in women's rights. So it can be a man or a woman. So it doesn't matter. But I was just saying, I was just thinking that Feminists have always just believed in the power of a woman, of yeah. being right, and sure. like the I, I don't know. So she's proud of being a woman and being where she she's proud of menstruating. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody's really pr- happy to do it. The hell, I mean, if we put up with that. But I'm just saying, like, my whole point is she hasn't changed. Everybody no. else needs to change, and now all of a sudden she's wrong, even though they've accepted this forever, yeah. even if they didn't agree with her. And now, I don't know. I'm just, it's, I'm it's absolute away. insanity it's in my world we live in y'all. I'm yeah. blown away. It, it is. It's well, and it's this cancel culture, which people on the left and right are speaking out against, right? Like this is many of us are unified in the fact that we believe as Tulsi Gabbard said, and I think it was a Voltaire quote where she said, I hate some of the things that some people say, but I will I will defend their right to say it to my dad. Yes. And, and that's how we as Americans have to be. And I, I tell my friends that that disagree with me on different topics um, that I greatly admire and respect. I say, I don't, I'm not asking you to change your opinion for me either. I want you to believe, I want us all to find the truth here. And if I'm wrong, I have no problem being wrong. You know, but I will defend your right to think and disagree with me and say that you do, because I believe that's an important part of the democratic process, right? And the cancel culture is such a problem. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers with the whole vaccine thing. I mean, I could not believe the, uh, the outrage at people for saying, well, he lied when he said I'm immunized. He said he used that word at the time because of the backlash that was coming towards people for saying, I don't want to talk about my personal health. It is my choice and I don't want to discuss it. They were all, it was creating such a mess. He said, I didn't want to be a part of it. So I used, I chose my words and I'm not saying whether he was right or wrong here. He just said, I'm immunized because he was doing what his doctor said he should do to protect himself from COVID since he was allergic to an ingredient in the vaccines. And so, you know, the bottom line is this, regardless of how you feel about Aaron Rodgers' choices, the truth is trying to cancel a man for being in what's already a very difficult situation around a vaccine that has proven to fail time and time and time and time again, it is not stopping transmission. I think, Amy, we have something on that today, right? Where there's like, it's, I mean, even the the who is saying it doesn't stop transmission. We now know this. It does not stop transmission. Just look at Gibraltar. Yep. Exactly. And so Gibraltar, what, the most vaccinated area in the world, like 100%? I mean, it's vaccinated? like 113%, 118%, 118% or whatever. percent vaccinated, and they are canceling Christmas because of the huge outbreak over there. Is the 13% like the, the boosters then? Because I don't understand how that, ha- like you can only have 100% of people, right? Well, so the reason they say that is because they have so many Spaniards and stuff that come oh, across that, come that work there that don't necessarily live there. But oh, I guess they oh, were, like so that, cause they said, and I, I don't know if it, don't quote us on that, it, but it is like 113% or 118%. 118 is the number I yeah, saw, but I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Okay. Well, let's just put it this way. It is heavily vaccinated. One of the most vaccinated areas in the world. And they're canceling Christmas because they're having a massive outbreak right now. So again, I don't know what kind of brain cells someone's missing if they can't see based on data. 
based on evidence that this vaccine is failing, but we're going to continue to mandate it. And then we're going to cancel someone who doesn't or cannot, in Roger's case, he could have done the Johnson and Johnson, but that's when it got pulled. It was around that same time frame. But we, this is this is absurd. But here's well, what I also it's not failing. They're not gonna they're gonna say it's not failing. Right. They are going to say that you they need, need a one. booster. You, you just need in order one. for it to work. You need a booster. Need a booster. We think mm-hmm. it could be three, it could be four. Maybe now they're gonna change the definition. They're talking about changing the definition for fully vaccinated. Go look that up. It's there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. the Holly. It, yeah. What NFL player is not canceled? Oh, yes. So this is the crazy thing. So the the players that aren't getting canceled are people like NFL running back Zach Stacy. And Zach Stacy, basically, um, I want to make sure. Yeah, he is caught on video brutally attacking his girlfriend. Um, Sorry. Sorry. That's yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, Henry Riggs was driving a car in Vegas, 157 miles an hour, um, while drunk and kills a girl in her golden retriever. Where's the outrage against Henry Riggs? Where's the outrage on Zach Stacy? Zach Stacy is beating the literal, you know what, out of his girlfriend. Also, who happens to be white and he's black. And I can only imagine if he had been white beating the, you know what, out of a Black girl, the, the, the maybe we could get some outrage out of that. But here's my point. We get mad at the wrong things. Like, right. I'm not saying you can't be mad at any of this, but what I am saying is trying to cancel people over a medical decision. Oh my gosh. And or, or, or cancel people because they were put in a press situation where they didn't want to have to disclose their medical history, which was their business. Like that is, that is, we have to back up a second and try to put ourselves in our shoes. But when I put myself in Zach Stacy or Henry Riggs shoes, like these dudes are, did something horrific. I'm going to say that they just did very horrific things. And frankly, there should be outrage over that. And I want to know where Black Lives Matter is over this, um, you know, but I guess because he was beating a white girl and no, there was no black violence, we're not gonna talk about it. But again, I don't think they really care about all black lives, right? I think many of us care about every black life. I think we care about a whole lot of people, but we don't understand why the outrage is only targeted at anyone that somehow deviates from a mainstream narrative. So go look at it for yourself. We'll put these links in for you to, to see. But um, again, there's other things. Cancel culture. JP Morgan was saying they would refuse to do business with some event that Donald Trump Jr. was was um, invited to. And they just got called out. This was in um, Fox Business. Um, saw this in the news headlines where there was a, uh, basically they got called out for doing that. And then they, they walked back their stance and said that they would. But uh, again, we have to hold these companies accountable. Why would you just refuse to work for somebody that's the son of a, a president you didn't like? I just, that that's not America. That's I, don't, so- I didn't. I don't get it. Like, just say, <laughs> like, what's the word? Just like pansies. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, don't, the right don't offend anybody. Oh, I'm probably or, a, sure someone right? Me, right? That I use the word pansy in a, in a non-flower <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, I don't like your dad, so I can't work with me. Yeah, I don't like oh. you. I mean, get over yourself. And and here's the, this is the thing that, that really... I don't like, I'm going to give you an example. I don't like Kamala Harris. I didn't like her before she ran. I I read years ago about her. I looked into her. I I was curious about her. And I read um, a lot of different things about her. Her, I don't admire or respect the way that she climbed to the top. I'm I'm not going to go into all that right now, but it's not I mean, yeah, do your own research. I mean, like, this is not a, res- this is not someone you want your girls to look up to, okay, in a lot of respects. And look, you can argue with me all day long, um, but just because you're a woman of color who advances in title or promotion, if you didn't do it in a, in a way that has tremendous integrity, I'm not going to talk about you or flaunt you in front of girls and say, hey, be like her. And with her approval ratings right now, in the gutter 20 some percent, I'm not alone in the way I feel about her. But I can tell you this right now, if she wanted to do business with me or she wanted to use something that I own or rent a facility or whatever, I'm not gonna tell her she can't because that's petty. That is just (laughs) stupid and it's not American. I would say, you know what, I don't like her, but listen, my business is open to all. 
It's open to all. I just, this is nonsense and it's gross and it's disgusting. And until America, listen guys, and I'm gonna tell you this right now, it is not easy for Kristen, Amy, or I to get on here every week and talk about these things and put ourselves out there knowing that people are going to make assumptions about us because they're going to put us in categories and boxes that we're not actually living in. We don't want to do this, but we know we have to. We know that you have to. If you are one of those people who is wanting to stay comfortable and you don't want to rock the boat and you are just too afraid to speak the truth or tell the truth amongst your circle of friends at your place of employment, this is not the time to sit back and be afraid. And I'm not going to tell you how you have to speak up or when you have to speak up, but I am just saying to now is the time to find your courage and to use your voice while you still have it. Because well, if you don't, you won't. This is especially terrifying, I'll be honest, like to even remotely discuss like the Kyle Rittenhouse trial as, you know, as a white woman. I hate saying a woman because I don't feel like a woman, y'all. No, I don't feel like no. <laughs> As a white girl, as a white girl. I mean, I, even though I know my truth and I feel so confident in how I feel when I look at this, you know, these situations and I know who I am and I know, you know, the type of person that I am, I feel nervous and I feel scared, you know, to talk about these controversial topics because I know that there are people out there that will just judge me based off of my opinion on something and, and just basically attack me as a person, as a whole off of my opinion on one. And probably case. because of the color of your skin, because of the color. Yes. And huh. because of the color of my that, skin, what that is, because I am white and I am talking about a racially charged topic, which why is it racially? But charged? Wait a minute. You're talking about a white boy. Who I'm killed not white really boys. sure. Right. Because when I look at this, I'm like, okay, he is a white boy. He killed white men. One of them happened to be a, a convicted child rapist, by the way. Um, why, why is this racist? I, I just, why is this a race thing? And if y'all, we have a really, really, really good video that we are adding, or it might already be in our, in our Google link. Please watch check it, it out because if you have any doubt or any questions, please watch it because it will truly show you what was going on and and it honestly showed like his character it, I, don't, I don't know to me i mean i know it's just a video yeah but it's um, video evidence it's factual information it is not based in emotion right and it's what you're not going to see on the news right which is that and i think he was saying in that video right he was like i'm here to help i'm an emt which he wasn't an emt he was certified in some safety training as a lifeguard, but he was not a certified EMT. So I think that was something that was used against him in court. Of course, they're saying, well, he wasn't EMT, but it, it certainly appeared in the video and this, you know, random video that he was there, you know, said he was there to help. And, and, and listen, guys, I think we, we've talked about this before. So if you've never listened to this before, you know, we're sad that he, we're sad on the one hand, I guess, probably as mothers, especially that he showed up to the scene with a gun, because that if you show up, this is a thing, gun owners, okay? And I'm saying that as one. We have to think about the great responsibility we carry if that gun is on our person, okay? we There's laws in place that we have to follow and be very careful about. Like, I'm even aware if you break into my house, how I have to shoot you to not go to jail. <laughs> Which means I should not shoot you while you're walking away out of my front door because that looks like, you know what I'm saying? I have to look like, it needs to look like in the state of North Carolina that you are, Anyway, I, I can't even remember all the laws, but it needs to, it definitely doesn't need to look like I shot you as you're running out of the door. But we also know he was walking into a situation on night three of a place that was being burned to the ground where everyone had weapons. That's it. So That's it. What That's do you it. Do that? if you, I mean, he shouldn't have gone maybe. Okay. We should say like, don't go. Right. Uh, yeah. Sure, but sure. There, there were people there, business owners, small business owners that were pleading and begging for help. That's right. Help save the city and help save the businesses and they were they they needed support and so it was his decision to go so right. do you go that's right unarmed into um, an on armed day three situation of day three of riots looting no. beating no 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 and that's the thing and that and that's why again you know when we talk this through of course we've you know said man it's just it kind of sucks you know that he's in that situation but at the same time if you were in our neighborhoods on day three and things are being burned down, people are running into churches because they feel like that might be the safest place that they won't destroy. If it is that kind of fear and remember what fear does to your brain, right? 
the, the ability to critically think when you're afraid diminishes and it's in, and, and you're in a very difficult situation. And so while we all can judge, we shouldn't. I think that we need to try to look at the situation through the perspective of what perhaps everyone in Kenosha, Wisconsin, or many in Kenosha, Wisconsin, were feeling the day when no one, the governor would not call in the National Guard when the National Guard had been offered by the previous administration. I mean, these calling are the what, what'd you say, Amy? He's calling them in this time. I'm pretty sure he's already called them in. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? You know, it's it's so crazy to me that as soon as the administrations changed, the way these governors behaved radically changed. The way these mayors behaved radically changed. Remember Lori Lightfoot or whatever her name is? Is, is that right? The, the mayor of Chicago? I can't remember her name. It won't help. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She then then she as soon as this January, like as soon as Biden was declared president, she started backtracking on so many things. And you're just like, it's so political. It's so obviously political. But there's one more thing I did want to point out before we move on that we've talked about in just this whole cancel culture, bullying culture from someone that doesn't see something the way you do. And and, and it is such a problem that as we were watching Senator Johnson's um, um, yeah. you know, stuff, we his hearing with the vaccine injured that they have censored off YouTube, there was a guy named Kyle Warner, Warner that we read at the very beginning who who went on Instagram this week to talk about what he's enduring for simply sharing his story. I want you to just imagine for a minute that you do what you think is right for yourself, your community, you go and you get a vaccine and you're injured so badly that it actually affects your livelihood, right? Because he was a mountain biker, is that right? Y'all wasn't a professional mountain biker. Yep. Okay, so it affects your livelihood. Suddenly your life is forever changed. You decide you should tell people what's going on because you're trying to get to the bottom of it and figure out what's going on. And as you tell that story, thousands come out and also tell you they have a similar story. At this point, you're highly alarmed and you're thinking people should probably know about the risks before they make the choice. You start to tell people, hey, do some due diligence, get informed on what is possible because it's maybe not maybe not going to happen to most, but it can happen. And then suddenly you're attacked by literally what seems like everyone. I want you to hear his plea on social media. I don't I don't know what to do. Like I, I hate my life so much right now. And this this sad thing is that like like I'm getting attacked from both sides so hard and I'm just a dude like I'm just a guy I'm trying to just do the right thing I just want to share my story but I want to tell people what's going on and then it's like you can't say anything now with the way things are and like I just don't know what to do anymore and I'm like uh, I've been so suicidal the past couple of weeks and like I've just been trying so hard to just get through this whole thing and just try to get better and then like I don't know going to DC and seeing the people that are injured and like I'm lucky that I'm, I'm probably gonna be okay physically but I don't know emotionally anymore because and you know I have a lot of love and support and I appreciate that but it's so hard to just be constantly berated by people all the time just for trying to share my story and like all I've tried to do this whole time to advocate for a conversation I'm not trying to tell you what to do or tell you what not to do I'm just saying here's a data point that you can look at and factor into your decision because I will tell you right now that like my life has completely changed and I've lost friends I've lost family members I've lost all of these things just by going through this situation and like I got, I got vaccinated to try to do my part and you know, I got injured, which sucks and it's a rare thing, right? But it doesn't feel rare when it happens to you. But if I would have got COVID and if I would have had all these same symptoms and dealt with this whole thing through COVID, I wouldn't be hated so much. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how the toxicity of people has become worse than the disease. I mean, mic drop. I don't know how the yes. toxicity of people has become worse than the disease. When I heard him say that, I was like, exactly. Quote of 2021. Yes, yes. 
right? I mean, it is. And, and how true is that, y'all? Just think if somebody, and I bet you know people, if somebody had COVID and had these symptoms, I bet you would be so sympathetic. And I bet yeah, you'd be yes. telling everybody saying, oh my gosh, did you hear about them? They've got myocarditis after COVID. I feel so bad for them. Poor thing. We need to tell everybody about it. So they go get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you, and I can tell you right now, because I listened to every single testimony and one of the girls, Brianne um, Dressen, she actually created a whole group. I think it's called uh, www.react19.org, but they had a group and it's like tens of thousands of people. And even Kyle referenced this. He said that six people committed suicide in one week, the week prior to his video right there that y'all just heard. Okay, they are living with this y'all because it, and people are dismissing it and they are just saying you're crazy and doctors aren't believing them. Doctors aren't even believing doctors who have these issues, Mm -mm. vaccine injuries. Mm -mm. This is scary. This is sad. This is real. This is happening. This is mind control at its greatest. It's absolutely that you can't even tell your own story. Whatever happened to the movement of speak your truth, speak your truth, tell your story. Me too. How about me too? Yeah. Whatever happened. I mean, come on. They care about that, but not this. No, but if you don't see the hypocrisy in this, you're not thinking. You're not thinking. I want want people to go just like, if you go look at his Instagram, he Mm. is just a cool, amazing guy living his life. He seems, and I didn't look, I did not know him until this. Okay. I bet a lot of bikers, professional bikers and stuff knew, knew of him though, but he is like, he seems like just the most kind human being ever. And he literally is just sharing his story. He had no idea. He was trying to do what he thought he was supposed to do. That's right. And you know, again, this whole cancel thing, this whole, and that's what we really are focusing on right now is just look at how people are being treated for having a difference of opinion. But what about when it's a difference of opinion that's actually based in science? What about when it's a difference of opinion, not just from someone like me, who's not a doctor, not a virologist, but an actual virologist who's been creating vaccines, who's worked with the Gates Foundation, who's been known worldwide for his expertise in virology. I'm talking about Garrett Vandenbosch, who I'm actually friends with on LinkedIn because I really like following his research. And, um, and you know, he was featured this week um, in an interview, and we want to play an excerpt of it. We're going to put the link up for you where he explains he's he was the first virologist I ever listened to in 2020 that was countering the claims of the vaccines. So this was back when we thought vaccines might be they might work. Maybe they'll help. And this guy said, no, this is the wrong weapon for the wrong war. He's not anti-vax, okay? Neither was Kyle, right? Kyle signed up for the vaccine. So were all these other vaccine-injured people. They're not anti-vaxxers, okay? And neither is Vandenbosch. He has been a huge proponent. He's a creator of vaccines. But he said that what these kinds of vaccines would do for this kind of virus in the middle of a pandemic would be to create, help facilitate the creation of more strains. And in this interview, he talks about he has been hammered for saying this, but it has not stopped him. He is on, he is determined to continue to sound the alarms. And guess what he's asking for? The same thing Kyle mentioned in his video, when Kyle said, can we just have conversation? Can we include this data point in the conversation? I'm not telling you what you should do. I'm saying, can we include the information in the conversation that isn't in the narrative? And of course you're attacked, you're opposed, you're canceled. Listen to Dr. Vandenbosch. I'm not going to disclose his name, but it is certainly one, if not the most famous vaccinologist on this globe who told me, Geert, you are right. These vaccines are basically just going to breed variants, but nobody is going to listen to you because you go against the mainstream, right? I mean, imagine, imagine. It is just, I, I have no words for this. I have no words for I have no words for it either. Well, can this person who said this speak up for the love of God? Right, and why doesn't he? Get why doesn't he? We know why he doesn't. Because there's either reputation, career, and money on the table. I mean, it, no, listen, 
None of us want to be criticized. I don't understand who is deciding which expert is more of an expert. I mean, you know, like, I I guess, because I've had someone comment say, all the experts agree. I'm like, no, they don't. (laughs) There's no agreement in experts. Have you ever heard of all scientists believing everything? Like, there's so many different things, like so many different theories, not conspiracy. Climate change being one, right? I mean, we would still be in the caveman days if all experts agree. I mean, (laughs) just... I don't know. And it's okay. And honestly, there's a lot of scientists that love having the disagreements and the discussions because they, they look at it as, oh, well, yes. It That's like gets how you get better. You, you either prove yourself right or prove them wrong. Well, I mean, that's-, our, that's exactly right. At our children's school, they introduce debate in, the, in, in middle school. Okay. They have rhetoric and debate and all this because, why? Because developmentally, that's what the kids want to do anyway. They want to argue, right? But why? Why is that important? They're teaching the kids to think around every fully, 360 degrees around every topic, to ask hard questions, to use critical thinking skills to find the truth. And by having conversations where you can respectfully disagree, you can find the truth together. That's how we formed our podcast. Right. And I know, yeah. And I know like every time that we maybe want to say something or post something or anything or anything like that, it, we always like, okay, well, what's, what's the other side going to think, or what are they saying? How are they seeing this differently? Like, how can they not see, we we are always discussing this. We're like, okay, so what would they say about this? Or what are they talking about on this media outlet? Like, how do they see it differently than me? Why is it so cut and dry to me? But it's also cut and dry to them. You know, it's interesting if you really take it like, oh, it's fascinating that you see it that way instead of getting offended and pissed off and just the cognitive dissonance, you know? I mean, it really is. Well, just and so we important. we do that with each other a lot, you know, too. Where we'll say, you know, we when we invite each other to do that, like, tell me what I'm missing. What do I not see? What what might someone who doesn't see things the way we do? How would they see this? I mean, it's just like with the vaccine. I don't get, you know, I understand. I know you girls do too. When people say, "Oh, I got the vaccine," and we know why they did. Um, because we know what they're being told, and we understand it. And we we believe that, and especially at one time, you know. I, I thought, well, maybe the vaccine helps people not have as bad of a case. Now I'm still wondering if that's true at this point, but let's say it does. Like, I get it. We get it. I think what we'll always argue for is the freedom of choice and to have a difference of opinion and to know that science, by the way, is very politicized now. So just because an expert says something and provides data, the data can be manipulated on both sides, right? Right. And you, and it's really takes a lot of digging and paying attention to start to put the pieces of this puzzle together for sure. But there is, there is something that was concerning about some things we heard this week about smallpox. You girls Mm -hmm. want to talk about it? (laughs) Oh, okay. Brace yourselves, people. Um, No, we, we are not going to claim nobody. I don't, I don't think anybody's an expert and knows exactly what's going on. All we're going to say on this podcast is Remember that you heard it here. Keep your eyes open and your ears open and just think, just watch, just, just watch what's happening. We don't know what that is, but there have been some several instances here that have come up that are just slightly alarming. Let's let's play uh, the video first, Holly. Do you have that? Um, Let me me find the, um, um, this was just recently. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, in the timeline, though, in the timeline of events, the first thing was the FDA. Oh, in June. In June of this year, the FDA approved um, a smallpox treatment. Yeah. Okay. And smallpox has been eradicated for decades, like 50 years or so. It says the FDA approved a new drug against weaponized smallpox. Weaponized. Weaponized. Smallpox. That, okay. that was the, that was the title of, uh, on WebMD mm-hmm. on June 10th, 2021, it yep. says FDA approves new drug against weaponized smallpox. Yep. And then on the FDA site, June 4th, 2021, FDA approves drug to treat smallpox. It might say, I think that was cut off, but I think it's just to treat smallpox, but it was cut off on here. Um, okay. But so there's one thing. And then do you have the video? Yeah, I'm going to pull, I'm, I'm trying, there it is. Okay, there it is. And so I'm hoping in five years I can write a book called, you know, we are ready for the next pandemic, but it'll take 
tens of billions in R&D uh, that the U.S. and the U.K. will be part of that. It'll take probably about a billion a year for a pandemic task force at the WHO level, which is doing the surveillance and actually doing what I call germ games, where you practice, you say, okay, what if uh, a bioterrorist brought smallpox to 10 airports? You know, how would the world respond to that? Uh, you know, that there's naturally caused epidemics and bioterrorism caused epidemics that could even be way worse than what we experience today. And yet the advances in medical science should give us tools that you know we, we could do dramatically better. So that's Bill Gates. Bill Gates okay. talking about the possibility of smallpox. And look, we're not sitting here saying, oh my gosh, go on with this. However, not only do we have the FDA approval in mm -hmm. June and him saying that, and this is not the first time he said it. He's been talking about this stuff for a while, but there's also this. Right, Amy. so y'all can Google this yourselves, but there's something that's called Operation Dark Winter. Okay, Operation Dark Winter. And let me tell you what this is. Operation Dark Winter was the code name for a senior level bioterrorist attack simulation conducted on June 22nd and 23rd in 2001. It was designed to carry out a mock version of a covert and widespread smallpox attack in the United States. Okay. And CBS News, one of the headlines, and there are many, many headlines throughout the past year. Um, referencing dark winter. Fauci says U.S. may face a dark winter. Biden said it Biden quite a bit last year. I remember bunch, that. Um, and I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, you know, you kind of just think nothing of it. But um, let's see. Biden says we remain in a very dark winter. Fauci said we could face a dark winter. Joe Biden warned of a dark winter. Um, Biden warns of a very dark winter. U.S. facing a dark winter. <laughs> I mean, these are all different headlines if you just probably search the dark winter headline. Maybe it's completely unrelated, okay? But, However, but there was an Operation Dark Winter that referenced a smallpox attack on the United States back in 2001. Just keep that in mind. Do your own research. Well, wait. Also, they the, what was the SEGA aiming? Like, didn't you have some of that? I don't know if, how much I've got. That's all I have. It's just that um, something else you might want to look at is there's SEGA, S I G A is um, a company that Sega Technologies Incorporated, and I guess they maybe have something to do with smallpox treatments. Their stock has suddenly risen extremely dramatically. dramatically. And <clears throat> you can look at the, at the chart, and, and y'all can go look this up yourself, but um, that's something else that like, you know, we're just trying to connect dots here because and we use our brains. one more, <laughs> one more, just, you know, just to think, this is it. That, well, no, it's not, probably not, but it for now. We hope we don't ever have to talk about this again. Never. I have Lord. never. I thought I sent it to y'all, but I mean, I mean, you could Google this. It's everywhere. It was on CBS and everything that they just, the FBI is investigating vials that they found in a vaccine laboratory that was labeled smallpox. Just putting it out there. Okay. I mean, okay. And let's remember smallpox. I think that was the precedent for vaccine mandates that happened back in the early 1900s. Mm. They had a mandate for smallpox vaccines. So what's the uh, way to get everybody back? What's the way to really drive a mandate? Oh, to, to put fear of God in people, right? Just to absolutely scare the absolute, essence, you know, smallpox. what out of people. Yeah. And so smallpox is still in the memory of of many because it was one of the few vaccines, let's say our parents got, right? Which we, by the way, don't even vaccinate for anymore. And of course, I mean, I'm sure, you know, what the what they'll say is, well, vaccines got rid of smallpox. Well, it's still around somewhere, still around somewhere. But, but here's the thing, here's the thing about it is it killed at that time, about, I think 30% of people who got smallpox would die was responsible for approximately 300 million human deaths in the 20th century alone. Yes, alone. And so, I mean, it was, it was deadly. And so we were thankful that we could do something about that, right? Now, remember, clean drinking water and food, access to food and, and medicine um, was not the same as it is today. And so, you know, there's a lot of people who say that some of these diseases would have a different impact today. But none of us want smallpox back. But I do think this is the way they bring back the vaccine. They Listen, start scaring you about it. 
um, this was in that same uh, NIH, it's an NIH government study. I can have the link, but it's a, this is some good news, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, it says suppression of pox virus replication by a reservatrol. We've all heard of reservatrol, right? That's in wine. It's in wine. So just drink your wine. Okay, that's there you the go. title of the study. But this we are says, not giving medical advice. No, but have a glass of wine. <laughs> have a glass of wine every night. Everybody. Um, go buy some grapes. Um, it says um, smallpox, deadly disease, and 300 million human deaths. It says, um, additionally, there is concern that variola virus, the causative agent of smallpox, can potentially be used as a biological weapon from unsecured stocks or genetic engineering. Mm. Humans are particularly vulnerable to smallpox in the post-smallpox immunization era due to the absence of routine vaccination waning immunity and lower proportion of vaccinated individuals in the current population. Okay. Mm. Um, but cool. it talks about reservatrol it helps to inhibit the replication um, and strongly suppress that pox virus replication in multiple cell types. Mm. So just keep that information in your back pocket. I wonder if all that wine just accumulates in my body. Do I have my own smallpox? Kristen, you good. Kristen, <laughs> you and Mitch are good. You and Mitch are good. Y'all going fine. <laughs> listen, listen to this. Okay. One thing I want you guys to keep in mind, and you can go back and look this up. I, I read a report from CNN several years ago, and it was in Africa with the Gates Foundation doing, this was pre-pandemic, right? When people, you know, maybe would report on Bill Gates. <laughs> and they said the Gates Foundation had helped get all these polio vaccines to Africa, which sounds like a great idea, right? Like, let's go help impoverished people not get, you know, preventable diseases. But here's what happened. They started shedding the virus. So I don't know if you are familiar with vaccine shedding, but with certain vaccines, you can shed them through uh, like your nose. And, um, and what happens is people can catch the very thing that you got vaccinated for, you can actually spread for a certain time. And so they were having an outbreak of polio due to the shedding of the very vaccine they brought into that country to try to eradicate the virus. Now, then this may sound like crazy town, but I'm telling you, CNN reported on it. It happened several years ago. And that's the other concern that I would have with bringing back new vaccines is then do, you know, what are the, what are the consequences of trying to do this? And, and, and what happens to people who aren't vaccinated? Again, you can't vaccinate everybody at the exact same time. <laughs> you can't. So with it comes challenges. And we've seen that with 2020 and with, with, with all of the, COVID vaccines is that you can't get everybody vaccinated at once. It's impossible to do. And they wane. They have their effectiveness wanes. So anyway, no, what'd you say? Speaking of waning, right. did I send you that Fauci, um, yet another Fauci video? Uh -huh. yep, let, me, let me pull that. Let me pull that up for us. <laughs> Let's okay. listen to that. And then we can talk about, you didn't you have the, oh, no, the, the, um, the nursing home. Yeah. Oh, we got so much. starting to see waning immunity against infection and waning immunity in the beginning aspect against hospitalization. And if you look at Israel, mm -hmm. which has always been a month to a month and a half ahead of us in the dynamics of the outbreak, in their vaccine response, and in every other element of the outbreak, they are seeing a waning of immunity, not only against infection, but against hospitalizations and to some extent death, which is starting to now involve all age groups. It isn't just the elderly. Mm. So if one looks back at this, one can say, do you know, it isn't as if a booster is a bonus, but a booster might actually be an essential part of the primary regimen that people should have. I mean, an essential part of the regimen. I mean, they're just preparing us. Let's just keep inoculating people ad nauseum every six months for the rest of their lives until they eventually, you know. And, and what he said in that interview, um, it's, a, it's a New York Times podcast. So if you want to go listen to the whole thing, but what he was saying, you know, and you know what the, uh, what other people could will say is that it's not that the vaccines don't work. It's that they need the booster to work more effectively. 
Um, but what Fauci said in there, and I, you know, I don't have the direct quote, but I just remember him saying, you know, we were in a pandemic. We didn't know what we were going to need. We thought like, so basically that because they did, he actually says it in there. I wish I would have sent that video that they didn't do the phase two and three trials. They only did two months of investigations. So they didn't know, are they going to need a booster, you know, and they'll compare it to like hepatitis or, you know, these other, um, vaccines where you actually do get a booster shot, but then it lasts like 10 years. We have no idea with this. We have no idea because we're already, we're also seeing if we're going to look at UK and Israel, are they on their fourth booster right now? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we don't know. And guess how long you're going to have to wait to get the, the data from Pfizer. Uh, yeah. Oh. Let's guess. Oh. How many years are we going to have to wait? Tell them. Uh, uh, 55. Did y'all hear this? FDA Five. says. That's more than we've been alive. Well, they're waiting for everybody to die and forget. Go ahead, tell them. 55 years is what the FDA says. They do not want to disclose Pfizer's records or their, I guess, their internal information on these vaccines for 55 years. And there's a good article from Reuters um, that we can put in our, so you can like read more about what that all means. Um, but that's, it's pretty wild. Um, what I, I was actually looking at the FA, FOIA request from Pfizer, and I swear I want to find it so that I tell y'all the exact right thing, but it was interesting. One of their reasonings was that they didn't have enough people working, um, like they had just a certain amount of people to for them to submit the 346,000 pages or whatever to, mm -hmm. for them to do it. Right. But the other argument is, well, you had enough people to submit everything you need to get it approved or authorized right is that right how yeah. did they do that how did they how did they submit that and get it approved but yet they're not going to send this to the FOIA or whatever they had enough information for that well can we see all of that information or did they just submit the information they wanted them to see for right. the approval but they don't have everything else and we won't know for 55 years oh. which is oh. also we probably won't know the effects of these vaccines for that long that's exactly right. Well, and, and again, transparency, if it, it, their lack of transparency, the suppression of information, the attack on those who disagree sends off alarms in every thinking person in America, or it should. And the beach ball gets bigger. Right. It's craziness. It's absolute craziness. And I know we're running out of time and we're going to need to wrap this up, but there is so much out there, guys, right now that I think the best advice that, that we have is pay attention, do some research, go look at a variety of articles, go look at some history of things, go, go see, always ask yourself, who benefits from this? Who benefits from this? And I think if you start doing that, you're going to see that perhaps a lot of the things you're hearing in, bait, in, in, in headlines that are basically clickbait and a lot of the things you're seeing are, are not, are, you know, are, are not accurate. You're not getting the whole story or just getting straight up lies, right? And if it, something doesn't feel right in your gut, if something <sighs> doesn't seem right, yep. it probably isn't. That's right. You know, That's right. Go, go, go search for something and search for things until you, it feels right. And listen, if you're not alone. I mean, if you're, if you're feeling alone in this, like, am I the only one that is seeing this? Cause I think that's very, because people don't want to speak out for obvious reasons that we've shared today, you know, it can make you feel isolated and alone, but that's just a ploy, right? That's just the way they want you to feel so that you don't speak up and you stay silent. And also so that you feel depressed and scared. You're not alone. Go look at the approval ratings of the current administration. Go look at them. Go look at Kamala Harris's, Joe Biden's approval ratings. They're in the absolute gutter. But, I, but it's important that we pay attention and it's important that we do better in bringing in better leadership in this country and holding our politicians and our elected leaders accountable, holding our media accountable, because we have real enemies, which, by the way, isn't each other in America, who hate us. And I want you to know China's one of them. Mm. And we may, we want to close out things today by reminding everybody there's some stuff going on with China we need to pay attention to. We want you to take a listen to this from when the Pentagon was asked, is China or climate change a bigger threat? This is from the Biden administration, the Pentagon. This is their, this is their response. 
for you on that one. And uh, which is a bigger threat, the climate or China? I, I think uh, we get paid to examine all the threats to our national security. Um, and I don't know that it uh, does anybody uh, good to put some sort of relative analysis assessment on that. Uh, you've heard the secretary talk about the climate uh, as a, a, a real and existential national security threat. And it is not just to the United States, but to countries all over the world. And we consider China as the number one pacing challenge for the department. Both are equally important. Both are, uh, are challenges that the secretary wants the senior leadership at the Pentagon to be focused on, as well as many others too. Does China take the climate uh, issue as much as the Pentagon? I think it was disappointing that we didn't see China show up at the COP. Uh, missed opportunity because uh, because they are a huge emitter as well uh, and a contributor to uh, the kind of climate change that we're seeing. So um, uh, the short answer to your question is they didn't show the sort of leadership on climate that they could have and should have. So if you were to rank the two, climate or China, which would it be? Uh, Lucas, I think I answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, can I say something? Yes, can please. Because I, I, I definitely want to close out with this since we're on the China train. Um, <laughs> while China, while they're disappointed that China's not more worried about the climate, you know what China is doing? They're testing hypersonic missiles. Yep. Okay. They're, they're, they're out there testing hypersonic missiles. And if you don't know what those are, uh, they can travel around the world two miles per second. Holly, I have a clip um, of a conversation with uh, on a podcast, retired Army Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg. Yes. And he explained this way better than me. It okay. should be in the Google Doc. Sure, okay. Um, and it's Kellogg where it says- Right under China. Under China in our Google Doc on- Oh, and oh, under China in the Google Doc. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I feel like this is super important. If we're talking about which threat is bigger, climate change or China, maybe you should hear this before you make your decision. Okay, I'm sorry, Amy. Tell me again where where. Okay. It, I hope you can find it. Hold on, let me see. It's yeah. Page. Let's see. It's on the second page of our Google Doc. Oh, on okay. Page two. Gotcha. There's like some yellow highlight writing. Yes, I see the yellow. You see the rumble link? Oh, that was mine that I just played. Oh no! Are you serious? Yeah, that's the one I just played. Oh, boo. sorry. Okay, but uh, what did you say? What was? Which one was it, Amy? Okay. Basically, I'll just try to recap it and okay. maybe we can. But basically, he says that, so, so y'all know, China has just tested hypersonic missiles. Russia also has them. Yeah. Um, and we, as the United States, are at least two years behind in R&D to even have anything like this. And uh, we don't have one at all. And the important thing to know about this is that this changes the war game completely. Like, you know, you could think we went from swords to guns mm -hmm. to submarines. Now we have missiles that can fly through space at two miles a second and hit anywhere. Um, and that you have to be ready to defend from basically from space to be able to counter that. Well. And that is why um, basically the Trump administration, when he was in office, they created Space Force, um, which has been mocked by yeah, the current I was about administration. To say, wasn't there a press? Oh, they're like, oh, that's cute. Space Force. Or Jen Psaki said something about, she made some comment <laughs> like, hell oh, yeah, that's so fun. Or just something. I can't remember what she said. She, she, she went basically it. Sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm not basically, a fan. Uh, basically, you know, Space Force was created because we are going to need a single point of contact because the only way you can defend a type of missile like this is through, through space. Through space. I mean, through space. We're, we're done and we are so behind. This is what they're doing while we're dancing around talking about climate change. Uh, climate change okay. Oh my gosh. Just They're not showing up to the cloud. Now they did make an agreement. They did make an agreement. We should say that was, this was from like two weeks ago. They did China and the U S supposedly had a verbal agreement about some climate change initiatives, but they didn't even show up to the summit. Okay. Like this is not their concern. They're not concerned about this. They're China. They're the communist. They're a communist country. Okay. Their, their government is a communist government. They don't care, but they don't like us. And they want to beat us and they hope we fail. And, and, and guess what? That's what's important. Yeah. Okay. And the way that we fail is we get divided in this country. So the next time, again, I have very strong opinions about the current administration, but shoot, I've had current, I've had strong opinions about the last one and everything else because I have strong opinions. Here's the thing is that we cannot turn on each other. We can't afford to. We've all got to hold the people who should be held accountable. We should be holding them accountable. We can do that. We can do that. We got to, we, but we've got to speak out. We absolutely have to. Well, girls, it's always a pleasure. Lord, we, we hardly get through anything anymore. It feels like we have hardly skimmed the surface of what we could share with everybody. 
but one hour a week, that's what we got. <laughs> Y'all just keep putting air in the beach ball. Yes. Please. Be Please. a part of it. Be uh, a part of it. All right. Um, Pump up the beach balls. All right, y'all. We'll see Bye. you later. Bye. Bye.